I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Bonjour, ça va? <laughs> it's your boy Ty Roxon once again, and today's episode is with Mr. Dan Pearson. Now, Dan, he's doing something interesting. So he's the founder of Bolt Collective. Bolt is like this new membership community for travelers as they pull their money to access a lot of interesting and sometimes seemingly impossible travel experiences. I really enjoyed sort of diving into his story because he is a definition of unconventional. You know, he was at Lyft, he left Lyft, he's done so many things that maybe people would say you're crazy for, but you know what? That's made his life so much richer. And we bonded over that that idea of doing different things and understanding that we only get this life once. So if you want for adventure, if you want to try something new, check out the episode and reach out to me via Twitter or Instagram at Ty Roxon. Love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of Asphalt by Nomads. Today's guest is Dan Pearson. Dan's passion is the creation of superlative uh, live experiences. So he's basically someone that has this professional background in the production of events with brands like Airbnb and the Rockefeller Foundation. He's also the creator of Subway Sets, a sold-out concert series bringing New York's best underground musicians up to rooftops above the city. And previously, Dan worked in growth marketing and technology with companies like Lyft, the Collaborative Fund, and Gettable. He has been described by his friends as an adventure junkie, someone who is always out to make sure people um, maybe extend whatever is out of their comfort zone, but all for the betterment of their um, uh, life and experiences. So I'm really, really excited to talk to him about his company called Bolt Collective. Welcome to the show. Fantastic. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Pleasure is mine. So before we get into Bolt Collective, before we get into why you like to push people out of their comfort zones and uh, um, really, um, I guess, give them creative experiences that they might not have experienced anywhere else. Who are you and what made you you? Sure. Well, listening into that introduction kind of reminds me of several of the past lives that I've had um, that all seem distinct uh, and kind of very separate from each other. Uh, but it led <laughs> me to this 
this uh this this kind of moment that I'm at now. Um, but I grew up in New York City, uh, and um, kind of after high school, uh, spent some time traveling um, to Alaska, New Zealand. Uh, moved to New Orleans for what ended up being the the day before Hurricane Katrina. Um, so I had to evacuate and ended up going to three colleges in three semesters, and that really set me off on this very nomadic uh, experience and, and life path. Um, after college, moved down to Argentina. I uh, was doing some freelance writing at the time, realized that there were a lot of Americans my age that had moved down there to teach English, but those opportunities weren't really available. So I started hiring other folks to uh, create web content. This was back in about 2008. So, so developed an agency servicing U.S. clients, but with uh, the the um, folks that were actually creating the content uh, being based in places like Argentina and, and Thailand. I um, spent a few years doing that. Uh, before getting really interested in, in technology and startups. And that's when I moved to San Francisco um, and worked for, for companies like Lyft, the, the ride-sharing company, what I call the, the friendlier ride-sharing company. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't have to get into that. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but yes. <laughs> you know, I know all your, all your listeners are, are Lyft fans. I know that. They're, yeah. they're not taking Ubers. <laughs> uh, um, the, 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 dark, the dark side. Uh, but yeah, spent, spent a, a bunch of time working technology, some time working in venture capital, um, very much focused on companies that were at the intersection of, of for-profit and for-good. Um, so other companies like Kickstarter, and uh, they were investors in Kickstarter, investors in Lyft, Blue Bottle Coffee, uh, TaskRabbit, a lot of like design-focused, uh, sharing economy-focused co- uh, companies. Um, but then, then the 2014, man, I, w- I was working at Lyft. I love my job. Uh, I love the people that I worked with, but I started taking 30 minute long walks during the day and I started taking hour long walks, started taking two hour long walks. Uh, and I just realized that I was not for me working in that kind of more, uh, structured environment. And I, I quit that job. And two weeks later I was riding my bicycle across the country, uh, from Washington down, down to Florida. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, that was, that was kind of the, the start of maybe another phase of my life, but I've, I've, you know, been, been both, I guess, blessed and cursed to do a lot of different things. And, uh, but it's all led me to, to what I'm, I'm up to now, which is, is really exciting stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I told you you was a man of adventures and here you go taking long bicycle rides across <laughs> cities. That's, <laughs> that's quite the, uh, the experience. I want to dive into your travel background. Um, I love that. I love when people travel. I'm very curious about what you learned about yourself in all these countries. You've been to over 50 countries, so and you've been to several continents. So I'm just curious, what have you learned about yourself and what have you learned about the world as you traveled? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, and a lot of my travel has, has been very uh, solo, kind of adventure-based, whether it's you know these bicycle tours, multi-month, bicycle tours around New Zealand and across the U.S. And I had this crazy idea after my U.S. bike tour to, to walk across the island of Cuba right after the, uh, the detente between the United States and Cuba uh, that Obama uh, put in place at the end of 2000, 2014. Um, so, so much of it has been very uh, individual, very solo, kind of put yourself into situations and figure out a way uh, to thrive. And that's, that's really, I think, one of the most exciting things about travel is is the uh, the spontaneity of it and the serendipity of it. And when you find yourself um, in situations where you have an opportunity to either shut yourself in 
uh, and, and become insular and become kind of uh, a, 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 like a, an island, you know, among the ocean. Or um, you can open yourself up and, and to the universe and to opportunities to meet new people and have new experiences. Um, and I think one of the things that, you know, I've, I guess to, to get back to your question, I'm, I'm rambling a bit, but uh, to get back to your question, I think it's it's cliche almost to the point where I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it, but everyone everywhere has the same uh, the same goals and the same ambitions, and they want to improve their own lives and they want to improve um, the lives of, of their children, particularly, and give their children more opportunity. And I think of all the places that I've I've traveled, that stuck with me that uh, people are genuinely you know, 99.99% of the time, very kind and accommodating and generous. Um, and we're all looking to, to have the same kind of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's good. I, I love, I love hearing people's perspectives because I think a lot of times we, we don't realize how big the world is. And I, I love being the minority everywhere I go just because of the perspectives I can actually get. So um, sure. I was just curious to hear yours. Um, yeah, absolutely. You had, an ill-advised 500-mile walk across the island of Cuba. Oh, boy. Why was that? I really have to talk about that. <laughs> hey, I read about it. No, 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 you're right. <laughs> Why was uh, it ill-advised? I'm so curious. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, that, that could be the whole I've, – I've thought about that a lot. Um, so, you know, I quit my job at Lyft and my entire identity – I'd left everything behind, apartment, girlfriend, great job at a super hot startup, all that stuff. I'd left that all behind. And my entire being, really, and my identity and how I thought of myself and how I wanted others to perceive me was based on being this guy that was riding his bicycle on this mission across the United States. Um, And I was so wrapped up in that. And I got to New Orleans, uh, and I had a bit of a – and I still – hesitate to even call it spiritual or cosmic or random coincidences, but this string of events that basically led me to understand that my time on the bicycle was over. Um, and all of that, this kind of sequence of, of really what seemed to me at the time, and even in retrospect, very powerful experiences all culminated uh, in this realization that the bicycle ride was over and at the very exact same time, um, the the easing of relations between the United States and Cuba happened. Um, and I, I before I'd started this bike trip, I'd said, you know, if I have the money and I have the motivation, I'm going to Cuba. Uh, I'm going to find a, a, a boat going to Cuba from Key West, and I'm, I'm going to spend some time in Cuba because I'd always wanted to go. Uh, so when Obama and Raul Castro announced that reconciliation brokered by the Pope uh, who's, you know, I'm, I'm not Catholic, but I have tremendous respect for him, um, and the work that he does to bring peace, uh, around the world. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to Cuba. And I immediately went to the office, um, the state department office in new Orleans and I renewed my passport. Uh, I couldn't really tell them that I was going to Cuba. So I had to make up a little bit of a, a story and, uh, this is being recorded, so I won't go into too many details, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, very soon after, found myself um, in Cuba, ditched the bike, uh, and was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have – I felt like I wanted to slow down even further um, and go from, from eight miles an hour riding a bicycle to three miles an hour walking. Oh my uh, 
and it was a very powerful experience. Um, and I made so many friends along the way and had so many kind of realizations and the Cuban people, maybe some of your listeners have had a chance to visit Cuba and meet Cuban people and get a sense of their tremendous intelligence and creativity and, uh, you know, in, in somewhat challenging situations because there just isn't what you and I traditionally think of opportunity there. Um, but anyway, would have probably in hindsight been better to be on a bicycle or, or other alternative modes of transportation, uh, because there just isn't any culture for that kind of adventure travel in Cuba. And I ended up, uh, getting detained by the, uh, revolutionary national police, uh, in Cuba. And they, they were very friendly, um, at the end of it, but it was about an eight hour ordeal that kind of uh, questioning about if I had been in the military and whether my phone had GPS and what my parents did for a living and where they were from and uh, just about eight hours of, of, of pretty intense questioning. And I just, it kind of made me realize that like that part of the journey was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. I, I'm, um, I mean, I'm actually glad you shared that because, you know, you, you talked about just the whole full experience of what travel is and um, you, you haven't painted uh a full positive or negative, you just talked about it can be anything. It's, it is what it is. But I like how you still had a positive experience. It doesn't sound like that has actually caused you to stop traveling. I think, it, oh, it's yeah, not. yeah, it's not. which is, which is, it's fascinating for me to see because I've also had friends who've had similar experiences and they've gone the reverse. Like, yeah, I'm, that's it and done. But I think what you are yeah. doing is actually much better because it, that's just what life is. You know, you have to understand. Uh, that every opportunity brings a teachable moment. So what have you learned from that and be able to see the bigger picture beyond? Sure. Yeah. And there are so many inspiring examples. You know, the first one that comes to mind is that woman or a girl, really, I think she was about 14 years old, loved surfing. I think it was in South Africa or maybe Australia, you know, has her arm chopped off by a shark. And she six months later is back in the water because that's what she loves to do. And like, Absolutely. you can frame these things in such different ways. Um, and I've had you know, some super challenging times and I've had some successes, but you know, the, like, I know some of your, some of your listeners are also entrepreneurs. And like, I think, you know, you could, you could look at entrepreneurship in the same way, right? You could say that like, you know, the, the lessons that you learn and the mistakes that you make help you to become a, a better business woman or businessman. Um, and, and to help you kind of, you know, weather that roller coaster of, of ups and downs. So I think, you know, perspective is, is, is a great, uh, it's a great tool for sure. Absolutely. And now you are basically gathering experiences for the diverse, the curious, and the intrepid members of the world. What is Bolt Collective? Sure. So it draws on, on all of these experiences that I've been lucky to have um, across the world and with, with so many different people. So uh, our goal with, with Bolts is to bring a community of, of really exceptional people together um, and use their, their collective purchasing powers to pool their resources um, to unlock uh, travel experiences. So um, th th that's a lot to unpack, but I'll, I'll start with that idea of, of collective purchasing power. So, you know, there, there's a, an old African proverb that says, uh, if, if you want to go fast, travel alone. If you want to go far, travel together. Um, so we're kind of riffing on that, on that idea of like, when you bring a really committed, awesome group of people together, you know, how far can those people go? Um, and, and a lot of it is around these, what I call like otherwise impossible travel experiences. So a great example, um, I just got back, uh, to frigid New York from the BVIs, um, from being down in, in the British Virgin Islands. And we, 
um, you know, we're on the phone, I'm on the phone with these charter companies down there saying, Hey, you know, we, we're looking to rent four boats, um, at the same time. And we're looking for something like a 40% volume discount, right. Um, on behalf of, of this travel collective. And what that means is, you know, that's an experience that is, is pretty exclusive, uh, and, and kind of you'd think would be for, for folks who, you know, are, are able to afford more, more luxury experiences, but, you know, I'm negotiating that 40% discount on behalf of the collective. That takes an experience that normally might cost $2,000 and drops it down to about 1200 bucks, right? And per, that's, that's per person. Um, so what that does is it, you know, it opens up and makes that kind of experience accessible to, to members, you know, in our, in our community that are as diverse as like, uh, you know, folks who are teachers and social workers and, I mean, I'm, I'm doing this interview from my buddy's, uh, office. He's a, a pretty successful, very, uh, you know, a, a startup CEO that has raised, you know, tens and twenties and, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Um, so our membership is very diverse. And that brings me to kind of the second part of it. So the first part being like, okay, we're trying to, to bring like kind of very thoughtful, uh, design to, to these, um, this, this group travel experience. Uh, so the second part of that is the community itself and like what that looks like and who's a part of that. And, um, I think there are some great examples and, and, of, of communities, even travel communities that are really focused on like networking and, and business and who you know and how much money you make and what you do for a living. I think that's great. Um, and like folks who are looking for that, I think, uh, they have great places to go. Like Summit is a, is a wonderful example um, of, and I have so much uh, respect for for the ambition of, of the folks that work on things like Summit. Um, but I'm really, you know, more interested. Based this is based on my travel. Uh, really more interested in in thinking about, you know, are we are we bringing together uh, curious, adaptable, adventurous, interesting, like nice? You know, are these folks who are joining are they just nice people? Right? Like I want to I want to surround myself with kind, nice people. Um, and are they folks that, you know, you'd, you'd want to sit next to you on a plane for, for eight hours. Um, so that's, you know, what's really the challenge I think is identifying and it's, that's obviously super subjective and we hopefully have a thoughtful way to, to, uh, kind of screen and, and, and find those folks and, and bring them into the fold. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's, you know, the, 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 the overarching idea is you have this community of, of really great people, you bring them together, um, and you unlock these these otherwise impossible travel experiences. Yeah, no, I love that so much. And yeah, no, I, there's a lot of talk about group travel, and I, I've always thought that experiential travel is is one of the best type of things. But you do twelve plus unique experiences <laughs> a year. Yeah, I call it. You know, man, I call it. I call it group travel for people who hate group travel. <laughs> uh, because I, the, the idea of like, okay, it's, it's 8.30 a.m., everybody get on a tour bus and we're going to see, like, that is like, that's my idea of like my worst nightmare. That's your worst nightmare. <laughs> 100%, man. That like literally, like, I'm, I'm, I have to put on like a sweater because it just gave me a shiver down my spine. <laughs> um, no, so, so, so this is very much like, you know, they're typically one week long, these experiences, and within each experience, uh, there are what, what we call, uh, ventures. So every day there's one venture. Um, and it's totally optional. If you feel like joining that day, that's great. But if you feel like hanging out and drinking beers on the beach, you know, that's, that's totally fine too. Um, but basically every day presenting an opportunity to join other members 
that are on the this specific experience. Uh, like in Mexico, for example, we were down there over New Year's in, in Oaxaca, down on the beach on, on the coast of Oaxaca, and like you know, every day we'd have a different venture, and that venture could be uh, a friend of mine runs a temescal, which is uh, which is like a, a traditional native sweat lodge. Um, so we brought the group into the sweat lodge for a ceremony. Um, another day we chartered a boat and went out uh, to go whale watching, and we went out to this private beach um, where we. Uh, where we like had, you know, a great lunch and, and, um, kind of this like private cove. Um, another day, uh, I mean, a lot of the time we're just hanging out on the beach playing spike ball, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. So, so introducing kind of it, it, what I hope are very surprising, delightful moments within each experience, but there's like, while still being open to the serendipity, uh, of, of travel and like meeting new people and being very kind of open-minded. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the hope. I just always, I just, you know, the group travel thing for me is like such a, such a, such a beast. And I'm, I hope we're bringing, we will like, not use that word again. This is not experiential travel that, yeah. that for people that hate group travel. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, where do I sign up? Uh, well, you sign up at bulkcollective.co forward slash trips. Uh, we'll make sure, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes. But, um, the reason why I was talking about that is because I know one of my favorite experiences ever. Um, it was, I think it's, I don't know if EF trips are a competitor to you, but, um, this was back in college for me and we were, it was like a business course and I was like, it's a business course, but we get to go to like three countries. It's like, yeah, just sign me up. And so it's one of those trips where you just go for two weeks and then that's the course. And um, I went there. I didn't know what to expect. And it was easily the best experience of my life because these were people that I'd never necessarily interacted with before, but they've become lifelong friends. And I want to say that to the audience that a lot of these experiences, they actually do end up forming bonds that you might not have ever even thought about because you bond over the fact that you're the only ones that might have a shared language. You bond over the fact that you're experiencing new, new food together, new music together, and you learn a lot about what you know what you can do outside of your comfort zone. So I would always encourage people to do that. And I see that you've got what you've got um, ski houses trips coming up. You've got a private island in Honduras, um, Anola, New Orleans. You know you've got a bunch of different types of unique experiences, and you have various. Um, types throughout the year so anyone can just sign up on your website right yeah ab- absolutely and there's uh yeah that, that alludes to the the application process that i mentioned I, I hate to call it an application process and i need to think think of a, a better word for it but um you know really like like we're obviously everyone you know I, i'd encourage anyone uh really regardless of, of background or what you do or anything like that um to apply because you know, I'm laser focused on um, building a very diverse community and, and all of the, and obviously. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Diversity comes in so many different forms and fashions and stripes and colors. Um, but yeah, and then, then the, the other you know thing that we're kind of riffing on and experimenting with um, that I think is worth noting is uh, all of the experiences are at cost. Like they're, they're nonprofit, right? Um, so let's say there are 17 people that, that come on an experience and it costs $17,000 total for the collective to produce, um, you know, at a very high level, uh, it's going to be a thousand dollars per person, right? So there's no profit motive on the experiences. Um, and actually it's been interesting, like in, in Mexico, for example, we ended up sending money back, uh, at the end of the experience cause we just hadn't spent all the money. So we just divided that equally and kind of, it was a nice little new year's gift, uh, for folks who, you know, four months before had, had sent some cash, uh, to, to, you know, reserve this experience. And at the end of it, you know, Jan, Jan one, they're starting out with a couple extra, extra hundred dollars in their, uh, their bank account that we'd sent back cause we just hadn't used all their money. Um, so the organization itself is, uh, supported by, um, by membership dues. So the experiences are at cost and then, uh, it's 300 bucks a, a year, uh, to join the collective and, uh, and and have access to those experiences and our Facebook group and like local meetups. Um, so that's kind of the, the a bit of a twist on the standard you know business model, but um, it's necessary because like you know instead of doing it on like a per trip basis, we're trying to get you know the right folks bought in early um, so that you know like we can take the time to screen you know screen people. That's another word that I don't really love, but uh, I guess like have a <laughs> chat with people. Uh, it just all makes it sound like a job interview. It's like an extremely casual process uh, where, like, you know, you tell us a bit about yourself. We have me and the the prospective member have a, a quick chat, and then uh, just so I can answer any questions, and then uh, they they speak to a current member just to get an idea of like 360 degree fit. Uh, just make sure it's it's all simpatico. Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's an experiment. That's what I like to tell people. It's an experiment. Well, if you want to know Dan, don't mention group travel screening. <laughs> application uh <laughs> any five better words somebody else with better words somebody who's who's a, a smarter more more uh kind of savvy more authentic uh branding person than me <laughs> i'd love to hear from you no no i i absolutely love this and um yeah i love i love experiments like this and i love the fact that you're taking a gamble on um on this you you know you're twisting you know or you're remixing an idea that's been there for a while i'm curious though what is your motivation behind this why do you feel like you need to do this that's a that's a great question um so for the moment at least and really for the foreseeable future we're capped at 300 people right um because i feel like that's that's the number where i think i can you know both myself and the current members who are increasingly becoming more involved in steering this community and deciding what it wants to be 300 members feels like a place we can get to or it's sustainable, but it's also kind of controlled and like we have a good idea of what's happening. Right. Um, so 300, you do the math, 300 times 300 is 90 K a year. Right. Um, which is, you know, I have kind of other things going on too that, that bring in, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty transparent guy. So I'll just lay this all out for everybody, but the IRS that's listening. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's 90 K a year. I've got some other stuff going on that brings in income, but like, that's where I feel like, okay, if I'm devoting most of my time to this, that's like the baseline number I need to hit to like sustain my, my lifestyle in New York city. Right. Um, so anyway, all that to say, like none of this is going to make me a millionaire anytime soon. Um, and I've worked at companies that grew so quickly and raised $250 million in venture capital and all of these kind of very informative experiences um, that, you know, make me very comfortable saying that, like, I'll, I'd be thrilled if I can create these meaningful, awesome experiences for, uh, you know, my friends and my family and then beyond that to their friends and their family and beyond that to, you know, strangers on the Internet that might hear me on, on this podcast. Um, if, if I can do that while while building, like, a sustainable lifestyle for myself, um, I mean, that would be a dream come true. So, you know, it's it's a blend. Like, you know, it's exciting to build a business and obviously I want to, um, you know, find a way to, to support myself and sustain like the organization, um, while also creating some, some pretty powerful relationships and, and, and really, uh, delightful experiences for, for people around the world. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. No, I, you, the thing that I love about you and thing that I connect with you on is, um, you're not afraid to take risks. I think too many people in the world choose comfort over courage. Right. You know, the, the lift story you, you expressed is something I identify with. You know, I've, I've quit a job to move to New York City. Um, the, I, even the Cuba experience, that's, that's something else that people don't normally do. But I know that a lot of people listening and a lot of people in the world today, they do stuff that they, they hate. They're in career, they're, they, they make careers out of jobs that they, um, <laughs> out of jobs that they never even imagined for themselves. So I'm curious as to, what you can tell tell that person that they're, they're aspiring entrepreneur, they're aspiring traveler, who is just crippled by limiting beliefs and just doesn't want to break out or doesn't know how to break out because they've somehow convinced themselves that being safe for now is the best thing for their lives. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I know I, I put you I put you on the spot there, but you no no no. It, I'm only I mean I have I have advice and I have thoughts. <laughs> um, I mean one. Uh, there, there's a lot of different ways I can. Uh, all right, so you may have given me too much credit, but one one of the things that I've never been afraid to do, uh, both to kind of my overall life success, but also the things that I've I've made some really terrible decisions. But all that to say, I've I've never been afraid to to throw myself off of cliffs, um, and by that I mean. When I wanted to get into startups in San Francisco, I, I talked to the CEO of a company on a Tuesday. Um, I packed all my shit. I packed my, my stuff and my motorcycle and my dog. I packed it all into a pickup truck and drove from Colorado to, to San Francisco on a Thursday. And I started to work um, that Friday morning for an unpaid internship, right, in the most expensive city in America. Um, and I just, like, I've never been afraid to just just throw everything away and start something new when, when the old thing didn't feel right. Um, and like, I've had a lot of success with that, but I mean, man, that's, that's whew, I can't tell you, you know, the, the, the pain and like challenges that that has, uh, has caused me over the years. And like, I mean, man, being dead ass broke, you know, living in my mom's basement, uh, I mean, being super depressed and thinking that like, you know, there's, there weren't going to be any opportunities, whether it was entrepreneurship or get it just getting a damn job you know because like i i left 
industries and careers behind, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, all, all that to say, I've never been afraid to, to throw myself off of cliffs. Um, I mean, I'm very lucky in that I, I try to keep my footprint, uh, extremely, extremely light. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any kids, you know, I'm not married. Uh, I live in a 160 square foot apartment in, in Brooklyn that costs $500 a month. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I keep my, 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 my footprint very light, um, which means that I'm able to take a lot more risks. Um, I mean, I think that folks who maybe have more responsibility and I mean, like, God bless them, you know, cause they're living a, a bit of a different path. Um, I mean, I think the, the side hustle thing, you know, which I know you talk about a bunch and I, I really like Chris Gilbo's work there. Um, uh, I mean, you don't have to quit your job, you know, and like, Certainly, I've been in situations where I'm working at a full-time job in the past, and I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, I'm not having any success either from, like, a personal standpoint or from a business standpoint. Like, like I've worked at startups that just didn't work, you know? That we, we raised millions of dollars and built products, and nobody used them because nobody wanted them, right? And, like, that's not a great feeling. Um, so, like, in those situations, I mean, I think if you can find – even small ways to get little wins and, um, you know, and maybe that's, I don't know, starting your own podcast on something that you're interested in. And, uh, or maybe it's, uh, you know, like I, uh, whatever, starting a, a knitting company, if you're really interested in, in, in like embroidery, right? There's a million different things you can do that don't require you to quit your full-time job. And, um, you know, that's something that I probably wish I'd been a little bit more proactive about doing when I was, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you last time I, I, I had like something like a great health insurance policy uh, or, you know, I mean, a paycheck. That sounds like a distant dream. Um, so, you know, I don't think I, I think that there's there's opportunity to do a lot of things at the same time if you're really passionate about uh, about about your your uh, your goals and your your aspirations. Yeah, no, no. So I love how you said that because. <laughs> There are different types of people. The people with different responsibilities, the people with different, um, you know, things that they have to deal with. But the, the number one thing that everybody does have is a passion, whether it's been hidden or whether it's been acknowledged, right? So the idea of really becoming close and one with what it is that you feel like you're meant to do on earth is, is one thing that I'm fascinated and, and obsessed with. And I, and I, I firmly believe that you can do that with a spouse, without a spouse, with kids, without kids. And I think that ultimately, makes you the best version of yourself because you're showing up as your highest self. It's, you know, self-actualization in, in its, in its highest form. And what I was, 100%, 100%. yeah, yeah. And what I was gathering from you, you know, regardless of where you live or who you are is the idea of taking action, right? There was, th that's what I was, I was talking about when people choose courage over comfort. I mean, you with this company, I love how you said it's an experiment, right? It, it, and you're, you're always candid about what you're doing, but I am 100% certain that all these things, you know, I read your bio and, and I, I, I'm hearing you talk here. All these things are going to continue to lead you down to what it is you ultimately um, are put on earth for. And, and, and that's just the process. That's how everybody's life goes. So I mean, that, that's what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm not, I, you know. <laughs> no, you're 100% yeah. right. And I think like the, the I don't even want to say the older I get because that makes, that ties it to, to age, which is. I'm increasingly, I'm, I'm 31. I've, I've been on this planet for 31 years. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, 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 so I don't want to connect it to age cause that's, that's a number. Um, what I would connect it to is, is the number of experiences that I've had, um, in the very like holistic ex 
kind of sense of that word. Uh, and the more of those experiences I have, and experiences are everything from, in this context, everything from jobs I've had and girlfriends and, and relationships that have both succeeded and failed and places I've lived and travel that I've done, all of those things, uh, increasingly I view them as, as just waypoints in a journey and I try to look at them objectively and like the more of them you have, the more you, or the more I should speak for myself, the more of them that I have, the more I realize that the, the things were, that didn't work out and that I thought at the time were, were irreparable. Those all just, just, just were, were just, they were just a spot on the road. They were, they were something that happened and, and like they really, help me navigate to where I am now, which like, I feel like I'm on the precipice of something very, that like is very big for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of excitement around it. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm working probably harder than I've ever worked in my life. And hopefully this is something that, you know, will, will succeed. Um, but even if it's not, and God, I hope it does. Cause I, th- I really like, I feel, I feel so good about it. Um, but if you know what, if it doesn't like more than ever before, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to apply it. And like, I hope I never have to go, you know, get a traditional job again. Cause I just, I, I'm not cut out for it. I'm, I'm not good at it. Um, I maybe wish that I was cause there's a lot of positives that come out of having a job, but I, I'm not, I just, it's, it's not for me, but you know, even if I did maybe have to go get a job or I had to like, I'm like, all right, I could take this experience and, and hopefully reference it and put it into the, a, a, a bit of a more constructive paradigm, even if, whether that's this failure or I mean, I started, I worked on a company before this for a year and a half that, I mean, it's not in my bio because it went out of business, you know, it mm-hmm. failed. And I, I put, God, man, so much money and credit card debt, uh, and time and, and emotion into it. And, and it's, I mean, it's just gone now. It's like, <laughs> so yeah. 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 Dude, I, 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 you know, I feel like I, <laughs> I connected a lot of everything you said and I've been fired twice. I've had uh, the 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 experience of not eating and being broke in New York City. Oh, I know man. exactly what you mean. I've quit a job. I've done. I'm also a foreigner, so I've done things with an, on the riskier end where you might not have a visa and you still quit a job uh, because uh, you're like, nope, yeah. that's not what I'm going to do. So it, that's you know that's why I really love that idea of just being unintentional about what it is that you want to do. And and I, for me, I mean, ever since I was ten, I like I'm going to make an impact in some way in the world. I came from two military dictatorships. I'm going to show people how to really connect across cultures. And I was like, I'm going to figure it out. I don't care if anyone is telling me I'm too young and all that. And there, I've made so many mistakes, right? And then at the same time, those mistakes have made me better. So that that's just, I mean, why I love stories like yours, because a lot of times I think success stories are told without these ingredients. And many people just think, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that <laughs> overnight story. I mean, even anyone, whether it's Richard Branson, all these um, successful people, you look back and you dig deeper, you know that there were elements of risks, but they were oh, man, unapologetically man. themselves. So, yeah. I mean, I, I left, I, you know, I, I left Lyft, and this is, you know, when I talk about throwing myself off a cliff, literally, I left Lyft right before my, my stock cliff, right? My option cliff, where like Ooh. I would you know, walked away with, I don't know. I mean, I call it for a round number, probably about 50 or $60,000, right? right? In right. stock. Um, which like, I mean, now the lift is crushing Uber. I mean, maybe that'll be worth like a couple hundred thousand dollars, but I left right before that. I left about two months before that. Cause I was just like, I'm so over it, you know? 
And like, I'll tell you, man, maybe eight months later after, you know, my bicycle ride and after that walk across Cuba, I was unemployed. I was dead ass broke, you know, didn't have enough money to pay attention. And I like was walking in San Francisco, literally in, 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 uh, in, um, DeBose and DeBose Triangle, uh, literally just taking my fist and just slamming against my head. I was so upset with myself for, for leaving that job and leaving that comfort and that, you know, big paycheck and, and the, status of it and the excitement of it and i was so so upset with myself um and like you know i mean i i never would have thought at that moment that i had to have left that job for it to get me to where i am now which is 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 so much more excited about what's what what's happening in my life um so you know i think like yeah, I mean, you just you, you, the the, pers- the perspective is just huge, man. The perspective is 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 huge, and there's failure, and like, you know, yeah, the, you, you got to have the failure to to make the success taste sweet, you know. Yeah, love it, Dan. Love it, Dan. This is good. This is another reason why you should follow him, man. You know, people don't they don't just follow companies; they follow people. And definitely check him out. Check out what he's doing at Bolt Collective. It's BoltCollective.co, right? Uh, yeah, bolt, boltcollective.co. Bolt co. Okay. Uh, I always say co, yeah, but it's, it's co. You're right. I, always, I don't know why. I yeah, do it's funny. Yeah, bolt, boltcollective.com is a, a group of women out in uh, out in Portland that have a, a group of like hair salons, mm. uh, which is genius because like bolts like bolt cutter. Yeah. Uh, um, so I love them, but they're .com. We're .co. .co. Uh, yeah. We're on we're on Instagram at bolts underscore collective. Uh, we have Twitter. Uh, Facebook is just, it's just bulk collective. Uh, you know, you can search for us there on, on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, again, like, like what I'm super focused on is, is creating this, this diverse community of really exceptional people. And that takes so many different formats and shapes. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you kind of fit that very, uh, abstract kind of framework of someone who, you know, is, is, adaptable and adventurous and you're, you're just a, a really nice person i'd love to to get to know you whether it's in the context of bolt or just just uh just some, something else um those are the people that i'm looking to fill my life with and, and hopefully i can uh you know sh- share some of that same love because because i'm i'm out here uh you know trying to trying to do it and, and trying to support um you know trying to support other folks as well so it's it's uh yeah it's, it's a great time to be alive Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can't let you go without asking you this question. I ask all my guests this. It is my mission sure. statement. Uh, use your difference to make a difference. So how do you, Dan, use your difference to make a difference? So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about the abundance, right? Um, I mean, I think that like the more good we put out into the world, the more good comes back to us. And it comes back to us in very, very different, different fashions and different ways. And sometimes you might not even, you know, recognize it as so, but I mean, I try to spend at least a couple hours of my day uh, making introductions to you know folks who might be looking to get out into the, the workforce for the first time, um, or you know people who are starting businesses and how you know I might be able to connect them to to other you know people who are a bit more kind of further along on their path. Um, so I mean, really, man, like I'm just trying to put out as 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 much kind of good vibes uh and good good work out into the universe and like i think a it's a more happy way to live and it's a more fulfilling way to live and um and i think like it's it's pretty magical how 
uh, you know, how the, how the universe provides and, 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 and kind of everything is, is connected. Um, not to sound like a, a total hippie that like just dropped acid at Woodstock, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, the, the universe provides and I want to, I want to put as much positivity out into it as I can. And, um, I've seen in, in so many myriad ways how it comes back and, 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 and it's a really special thing. Yeah. No, I love this, man. Thank you for spending, um, you know, about 40 minutes or so with us. I appreciate that. We'll definitely make sure we put all your information in the show notes and hopefully we get some more people sharing these experiences with you. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful to be here, man. I super appreciate it and super appreciate everybody's, everybody's time for, uh, for listening in. Thank, thanks so much. Pleasure's mine. And ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.